Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. All right, welcome back. We are coming at you with part two. This is season two, episode number 32. We are with Mac Daddy Bets 13. If you didn't catch season two, episode number 31, you need to listen to that one. We went over a recap of a couple of games from earlier in the week and then a couple of upcoming games for this weekend. So definitely need to, to stay tuned with that. Thanks again for joining us, Mac Daddy Bets. How are you hanging in there? Doing good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for sticking around. All right. So like I mentioned, this episode, we're going to, I guess, talk a little bit more in general terms about sports betting, college basketball, you know, kind of from a higher level, not talking specific games. Um, And then kind of the conference tournaments in March Madness, um, you know, like who who do you see as, you know, potentially taking down, uh, cutting down the nets there in uh, early April in New Orleans, by the way, you know, my home city, I have already purchased my tickets. So I'm super excited to go to my first uh, March Madness. but. Um, yeah, so thanks again. And, and let's just start, mm-hmm. I guess, Mag Daddy Bets with a couple of general questions. So you are, you, I think you mentioned this, you are a pro sports better. Is that right? You like sports betting is yep. your primary source of income. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, I, I do have a day job, you know, because, you know, college basketball is, you know, it's rough sometimes. So sometimes, sometimes you have to supplement your income with an actual job. But yeah, for most, for most, uh, for most, uh, I am, uh, professional sports better and that's usually my source of income excellent how did you get into sports betting and like when did you turn pro and and like i guess tell us a little bit about that how'd you make the jump and how's it been well yeah i actually happened uh it was probably about 12 13 years ago i i I was working at a local hospital and uh i met a guy that i met a guy there and he was actually sports betting, you know, you use those like the over overseas sites, like the sports books or the, the intertops.com and stuff like the illegal stuff, you know, that you, you, if you weren't in Vegas, you weren't, you know, cause I'm from, I'm from Pittsburgh. So we didn't have, we've only had, sports no betting way. Here for, yeah, we've only had sports betting here <laughs> for a couple of years now. So, um, so if you wanted to bet, if you wanted to be a sports better in Pittsburgh, you had to do it illegally or with a bookie or stuff like that. So I, I met him and we've, uh, He's actually he's actually on Twitter too. His handle is um well let me see. What is his handle? It's Corb Sharp Corb's Sharp Picks, I believe. It's on Twitter. Yeah, he's the one who got me in. He actually you can actually buy his plays on Betstamp. Okay. Yeah, he's, so he he's got the one you that into got... it working at a hospital twelve to thirteen years ago. Yep. And got you hooked. Yep, his uh, yeah, his, his handle is Corb's Sharp Picks. That's on Twitter, and he has packages on Betstamp. Um, ten dollars a week, twenty-five dollars for the month, or two hundred dollars for the year. Um, and we usually, me and him are usually on a, on a lot of the same games. I you know I collab with him from time to time on Twitter, and uh, we actually still work together to this day. So we're always communicating about games we like. I mean, mostly you know college basketball is right now what we're on and we're just you know we're just hammered even when we're supposed to be working 
<laughs> Do you still work at that hospital? No, we don't work at the, we don't work at the hospital. It's with a different company, but we still do work together. Okay. All right, so he charges money for his picks, but why don't you tell us again? Your picks are for free, and you can check them out. It's at MacDaddyBets13 on Twitter, and also mm-hmm. all your picks are on Betstamp with that same nickname, right? Yes, absolutely. All right, so I feel like you know the the way to go here is is with some free picks from from your from the one and only Mac Daddy Bets and Corbs Corbs picks. I mean, twenty bucks a month. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's a bet. You know that that could be Absolutely. a unit for somebody. Absolutely. So. You know, I mean, you know, I mean the the free plays are good, but you know sometimes you know sometimes we don't agree on some of the games and stuff, and he has you know some insight that I may not have. You know, so. It would definitely be something that you could look into, you know, if you're, if you really, you know, want to make some money or if you're not, you're not agreeing with the way I pick, you know, stuff like that. Maybe he'll have something that you like better. So. Hmm. Okay. Excellent. Some, uh, we got choices. It's like, uh, it's like McDonald's. Right. Pick what you like. Exactly. Right, hey, I, I, I want, I've been meaning to ask you this one. So kind of talking into, you know, zoning in on college basketball now, like, we went over some picks for, for the games upcoming this weekend in the last episode. And I wanted to ask you, like, do you have a model that you use or is it just based on you watch a lot of games, you read a lot of analysis, you just have a really good feel for things? Um, how do you, how do you make your picks? Uh, yeah, my picks are usually like, like I said, um, like I said previously, um, I usually take a lot of, a lot of home teams, you know, a lot of home dogs. And I, um, it's it's really based on like recent schedules recently how they've been doing you know i feel like if um if you got a decent team that's maybe maybe lost four or five in a row and maybe two of them were at home and they're at and they're at, at home again and they're against a good team but they're you know they're a dog at home i would usually lean lean that way like for example um robert morris they're not even a good team you know earlier in the year they're they're a terrible basketball team. Like I would I would not advise taking them for a bet. But I think they they lost eight in a row when I took them. At that point they were they lost eight in a row and I think the last five at home. And at that point, I don't even care who they were playing. You know, they were they were uh they were a home dog. I felt like they weren't gonna lose the six at home. So I was all over them. They ended up winning the game outright. So that's that's usually how I place my bet. It, I'd always don't, you know, it doesn't work. I've had a I've had a rough stretch. As a better, you're always going to have a rough stretch. There's no, you know, there's no 100% in sports betting. You know, you're gonna, you're not always going to get it right. But, you know, usually my my philosophy is usually around 50 to 55% how I pick. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We did talk about that a little bit last pod, and I think there's a lot of, um, you know, for in general terms, like we said, um, you know, fading the public. Um, mm-hmm. For the most part, you generally want to be on the side of the sports books. So exactly, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like you're jumping on a lot of games that end up being like parlay busters. So mm-hmm. um, being on the right side of those games can uh, be very profitable. So that's Absolutely. awesome. What would you say? You've been doing this for 13 years now. What mm-hmm. would you say? Kind of you know, a lot of our loyal listeners, myself included, you know, just switching over from uh, from NFL, just now starting to like soak up a lot of information on March Madness. What would you say to, to the kind of new and aspiring sports better just in general and also as it relates to college basketball? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think for as, as, a, as a sports better, not even just college basketball, just in general, you know, bankroll management is, is key. You know, 
and you, you can't go you can't go chasing that bankroll you know you have to just you have to know what you like and you have to just stay with it you know i mean if if you have a philosophy you know if you're if you're if you're following somebody that you like you know you agree with their picks you know um you just you just got to trust the process and then uh, you know after you know if a month goes by two months goes by and you're not profitable maybe then you then you switch it up but yeah bankroll management in this business is just is just very key and you know if you if you take a seven o'clock game that you like and it loses and then you take the nine o'clock game that you loses you know don't take that 11 o'clock game if you don't absolutely like it you know a lot of people they chase you know they're, they're down they're down two thousand dollars I need to win that 11 o'clock game. If you don't absolutely love that 11 o'clock game, wait till tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. That is some sage advice and also the most difficult advice. Absolutely. I am right there in the camp. I need to hear, I need to be like taking notes right now. And, and mm-hmm. the, the football analogy is like being mm-hmm. down a whole bunch of units. And then the Monday night game looking like a lock. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. I might as well just bet, you know, 20 right. units and make it mm-hmm. all back even at like minus 250 odds, you know, minus 250. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, San Francisco comes back and beats the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Well, just, uh, uh, yeah, you just don't, don't want to chase them games. You know, there's going to be, there's going to be days that you, you know, you're not profitable. You just got to live the fight the next game. Cause who knows that 11 o'clock game. You, like you said, if you, you know, you put five units on it, Hey, you might not have any more money after that, you know? So, you know, you just yeah. don't want to chase games that you don't absolutely like. Excellent. Love that advice. Man, I need, I need to, like, get a tattoo of that mm-hmm. advice. Right? Yeah. Get a saying just so you can look at it. Yeah. I mean, and, and we've all we, we've all done it. You know, I've, I've chased games, too. So, um, you know, you, you, learn, you learn in this business for sure. I've, you know, I've done it, you know. Every everybody every sports better in the world has probably done it at one point, but you just you got to learn and you got to live on to fight the next day. Yeah, absolutely. All right, hey, let's switch gears a little bit and start talking about this 2022 you know college basketball season, conference tournaments coming up, March Madness mm-hmm. right around the corner. I'm taking a look at the AP Top 25 right now. It's got Gonzaga kind of going one through five, I guess. Gonzaga mm-hmm. one, Arizona two, Auburn three, Purdue four, Kansas five, and then I guess Kentucky six, Duke seven. Um, I won't just read out the entire list, but I was kind of curious, who do you see as – you did mention you think Gonzaga is going to win it all, and I saw them mm-hmm. as plus 400 favorites. So clearly uh, that's a team with your eye on. Um, that's yeah. got your eye, but – I guess taking a look at the top 25, who do you think, uh, like, who got snubbed? Who do you like? Who do you think is overrated? Um, what, do you, what do you kind of see in the basketball landscape right now? Yeah, well, um, yeah, like I said, um, Gonzaga, they're, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be a tough out for any team, you know, I think. Um, and talking about maybe overrated, um, I'm not really that high on Villanova um, this year. I mean, they're, they're very well coached, so they very well could make a run. You know, I'm not saying they're a good basketball team, but it really the, – the tournament for me is all about matchups, you know, how, how the seeding is, how the committee seeds everybody, you know, because obviously some teams are better equipped, to, you know, to face other teams, you know, be it length or this team's small or, you know, you know this team can shoot the three well or this team's great at D. So, I mean – for me, you know, it, it's like hard to say, you know, like I, there's teams that I like, but it's hard to say like who I think's gonna like 
100% make a run in the tournament without actually looking at the bracket in front of me, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, like Villanova is a team that's a little um, that's a little uh, overrated for me. Um, underrated, um, I think I think Texas Tech is a team that is a little underrated. I I'm not exactly sure what their rank. Do you have the rankings in front of you? Yeah, I'm showing them as number nine on the AP poll. Okay, so yeah, I I they just have they just have a great defense, and I they I watched that Texas game. I, I was I was on the uh, I was on the other side, and um, they just they just lock, they just locked Texas like Texas couldn't even get to the basket at all, and they mm. just they just made it impossible for Texas to really even do anything. Like Marcus Carr, he wasn't even like taking it to the rim or anything like that in that game. So Texas Tech would be, and, and that was actually a team that I was you know I was thinking they were more like overrated. Now I'm. Texas Tech is one of those teams that I'm kind of leaning that they're a little bit actually underrated at this point. I think they're, you know, they're ranked they're ranked nine, so they're probably in the mix. But at that point, they're probably a little little underrated. Excellent. Hey, what do you think? I see Duke here ranked number seven. Coach K's last season mm-hmm. coaching the Blue Devils. I also just as a quick side note saw that their uh, their last home game versus uh, North Carolina seats are going for like three thousand dollars just mm-hmm. to get in the door. What do you think about uh, Duke's chances here to make a run in Coach K's uh, farewell I'm actually, season? Uh, I'm I'm actually pretty high on I'm actually pretty high on Duke. They're 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 kind of uh, a wild card for me because I think I think they could beat every team, but then there's a lot of teams that they could lose to. You know, they're they're a team that if they get hot, they're going to be a very very tough out. And I actually have a, a, a futures bet on them for to win the win it all. So, Excellent. Yeah, and I'm actually a Duke fan. Actually, a uh, little tidbit: I actually, my great uncle is in the Duke Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, Bernie Janicki. Wow. Yep. Say that name so, one more time. Uh, his name's Bernie Janicki. I think he played. I think it was like the 1950s. He played with Dick Grote. A lot of people know Dick Grote. So him and Dick Grote were best best friends, actually. So. Awesome. Yep. That's freaking sweet. So, so you bought a ticket, or I guess maybe. Uh, Maybe he did going to that mm-hmm. uh, that UNC game. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm just trying to think. Okay, teams outside the top 25. You, we had mentioned LSU. Um, mm-hmm. Any other teams? You know, kind of dark horses. You know that. Yeah, you know, I, I think of like a mid-major that you know they have potential to light it up from three for enough games in a row. Um, anyone that's uh, you know kind of in that. Uh, you know, yeah, I think it'll eventually um, be like 13 ranked or something that you like. I actually, I, a team that is very scary to me is Alabama. I think they may be ranked at this point. I think they might be 25, 24, 25, something like that. Last time I, checked. yeah, I see them 24 right here. So, but Alabama is one of those teams. They actually beat Gonzaga at Gonzaga early on in the year. Ooh. I think, by, I think they beat them by nine. I believe if, if I'm, if I'm thinking about this correctly, it's, but they've, you know, they're they're a very up and down team. Um, they're one of those teams that they could be up 15 and they and they could lose, or they could be down 15 and they can win. They're they're very hot and cold, but like uh, like also they're you know if they're on from three, they're going to be a tough out. They're just they're just a very good basketball team. So if if I was any team in the tourney, I would not want to face Alabama. I 100% would not want to face Alabama. I'm looking at them right now. 
Uh, I'm seeing them plus th- six thousand to take home uh, to be the last team standing, cutting down the nets in uh, early April. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're saying that's worth a little sprinkle. Uh, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely give that a little sprinkle. Nice. I'm showing Duke here at plus a thousand. We talked about Gonzaga mm-hmm. plus four hundred, LSU plus nine thousand. Who did I miss here? I feel like I missed one more team you mentioned. Oh, Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech. Texas Tech plus Texas Tech plus twenty eight hundred. I hear a team that's got stifling defense mm-hmm. that really like uh, catches my ears. So I may be sprinkling a little bit on Texas Tech. Yeah, plus yeah, de- definitely. Texas Tech will be a very, very tough out. But you know, it it's so hard to bet like futures in in college basketball because, like I said, it really comes down to seeding. You know, if Texas Tech p- p- plays a team like Bama, and you know, Bama just Bama doesn't need to go inside to beat you, you know, if, mm-hmm. you know, if they can get you, they can just be on from three and it's, man, they'll beat, they'll beat anybody. If, if Bama's on from three, they're not going to lose. Well, if Texas Tech plays Bama, it's no big deal because I got futures on both of them. So it's like a right? win-win. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, What are like any big questions on your mind still like, you know, I don't know, just thinking, making one up, like if, you know, upcoming matchup or like can Florida win the SEC tournament or, you know, is somebody coming back from injury or any big like looming questions that are you, you, you're on the lookout for, you know, you still see as um, really important to get answered. Uh, I guess one of them clearly being um, the bracket being, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. solidified so you can see those matchups. Anything else kind of you see uh, that, that you're looking forward to? Um, I'm just looking forward to these conference thornies, you know, because there's always those there's always those low level teams that sneak in there by winning their conference thorny and it just shakes the whole thing. You know, you get those bubble teams like we we talked about early, you know, like earlier, if, if Michigan even makes a run in their, in, you know, in their tourney, you know, they may if they may not win it, but they could be it could put them on the bubble, you know, but then you get those. You get those teams like you know, in, in like the Big East or something. You know, they always usually have a have a team that just comes out like a St. John's that comes out of nowhere, and you know, or a DePaul that just wins that whole tournament and just sneaks in when they don't even you know when they really wouldn't be in there if they wouldn't have done good in the tourney. I mean, the conference tourney. And uh, but yeah, I just like to see how that shakes out. Especially you get those uh, those lower level conferences too. You know. Those are those are by far the best conference tournaments, you know, because you get one of those teams gets hot and they just they make a run in their conference tourney and then it just screws up everything. <laughs> All right, so you mentioned Michigan, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering, is there any chance that the Jawan Howard, you know, incident from this past weekend, you know, the the open the open uh, open palmed strike against uh, Wisconsin. Is there any chance he's suspended? We talked about it on the last pod. Is there any chance that lights a fire, ignites the team, they rally around it, finish strong, do well in the conference tournament, and then take home March Madness? Because I'm looking at them, their odds are plus 10,000. Hmm. I, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I, I could see them maybe winning their, winning their conference morning, you know, like, but Man, that's all. That's a whole lot of steam to have them beat. You know, beat the Gonzagas of the world and the Baylors of the world and the Techs of the world. And yeah, that. I mean, it's may, maybe sprinkle maybe a couple dollars on it, but 
I mean, if, if we're, if we're look going for odds, you know, I would, uh, a team that could, I don't know what they, I don't know what their odds are, but UConn would be a very, a very tough team for me. I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure what their, their odds are, but if we're, we're going at the bottom of the barrel, I think UConn, they'll be in the, in the tournament for sure. And I think they have a legitimate shot because Hurley is a very good coach. Plus 6,500 for Connecticut. Yeah, I would, I would definitely maybe if you're looking for a future bet, I would, mm-hmm. I would probably be, I'd be on UConn for sure. Excellent. I'm also scrolling down here. They've got conference tournament winners. Um, I've got some, I've got some here down for the ACC, the Big 12, the Big 10, the Pac-12, and the SEC, and the American Athletic Conference. Um, any, anyone uh, you want to talk about briefly before we close out? Or uh, I, I see here SEC LSU's plus 900, um, but you, you, they got to get through Kentucky and Alabama mm-hmm. and Tennessee. So, boy, that's a stacked conference. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean the SEC. I mean, there's 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 probably seven or eight teams that could win that conference tourney. You know, I think um, if if we're gonna go, you know, conference, uh, you know, conference tourney. I think the like the I think like the Big Ten might be one. I don't know, um, like Indiana. I think they could have a good shot at winning their conference tourney, and they might be a they might be a good plus to plus you know, fifteen hundred. Indiana win the Big Ten. I think, yep. I think they, I think they could win the Big Ten. The Big Ten is more, you know, they all have, you know, there's like seven or eight teams. They're all around the same skill level. You know, you're gonna, you know, you have your, you have your top teams, but Indiana could beat any one of those teams, especially on the neutral court. And I, I believe their conference tournament is in Indy, so it's gonna be right in their backyard. Wow. So they're gonna have a bunch of home games. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's an excellent little tidbit right there. Exactly. Um, awesome. Mac Daddy Betts, any other topics or, you know, leans or picks that uh, that are on your mind that you want to make sure our loyal listeners um, hear? Um, I, I just want to reiterate the, uh, the San Francisco game tomorrow. I think if, if you know, if, if you're listening to this, I would really be concentrated on that you know maybe throw a little bit of money on san francisco to win because i think they have a legitimate shot at winning tomorrow and if they don't win i do believe they'll cover and then um and if they also if they don't win i would be i'm going to be on st mary's very very much on on saturday excellent so we are i guess we'll see when this pod comes out so it might be a a look back but san francisco Mm -hmm. Plus eight, and also sounds like on the money line versus Gonzaga. Definitely have to mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that one. Absolutely. Mac I'll, Daddy I'll Betts, thank you so much for joining these two episodes, giving us the download, the the intro for all of our loyal listeners, myself included, who really didn't know too much about March Madness. So I feel like now we are uh, we're equipped, we're armed, and particularly with your zigzag strategy, which I mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't take a salesman to sell me on that one because I completely right. buy into fading the public. Um, Absolutely. Thank you so much for stopping by. Um, once again, why don't you give us one last time where everybody can find your picks and then find you on Twitter? Yes, you can find me at uh, MacDaddyBets13 on Twitter, um, and my link for Betstamp is on there. You get all my free plays. Um, everything's tracked, verified. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm fully transparent. You know, so if I lose and you tell my games, you know, I will I will show you that I lost. You know, everything everything is 100% legitimate. Excellent. That is so hard to find nowadays. 
uh, so many bookies and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, quote unquote sharps um, exactly. tracking on spreadsheet. They're up, you know, 100 gazillion units over the last right. week. Mm-hmm. So definitely appreciate you being verified on BetStamp. Mac Daddy Bets, okay. I think that is going to close out season two, episode number 32 of It's a Lock podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Dear loyal listeners, be sure to check out Mac Daddy Bets. And of course, check us out on Twitter at It's a Lock podcast. And shoot us any loyal listener emails. It's a lock podcast at gmail.com. No apostrophes in any of that. And we will see you next week. Thanks again. It's a lock. Peace. Thank you. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.